Well, it is here, 2017. A new year has begun. What would you like to be? All of us are led or guided by something. Whether it's a pop psychology book, self-help books, or something that is very important about our kids' education, or our healthy drive for success in our career, in finance, being stable as a family, to work on our marriage. We all have that. And, you know, we always have those people who said, I, I don't believe in resolution, New Year resolution. Even those people, any kind of new commitment or new uh, decision, without that, they're also led by something. Well, being an autopilot is self-guided life, isn't it? So today I am speaking from very familiar passage. My text is Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 8. The title of the message is Living a God-Guided Life. So let's read the text first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your eyes. Fear the Lord. And turn away from evil. And it will be healing to your flesh. And refreshment to your bones. The two questions that as we meditate on this together. Why live a God-guided life? Let's not assume that we are motivated or we already know everything. Maybe we need to remind it by how much beneficial it, it would be to live a God-guided life in 2017. The second, how do we live a God-guided life? There are at least four reasons why we should live a God-guided life this year. One is uh, it protects us from our own imprudence and blind spots. Lean not on your understanding. Do not be wise. Why is that? Because if you have lived before, your junior high confidence or your teenage's confidence or your young 20s confidence has been demolished in, in real life issues. And you begin to realize you, we need guidance. Young couples need guidance. Older couples need guidance. People who are succeeding well need guidance. People who are struggling in their career need guidance. People who are spiritually dry need guidance. People who are spiritually vital need guidance as well. And then, not to mention our own imprudence, there is blind spot for every single person. The blind spot means that we can't really see ourselves in that. And if God-guided life is really a reality in our lives, it protects us from those things. What, what a wonderful thing is 
not only the imprudence of others and society problems and all that, but it will protect us from our own imprudence. Secondly, it leads us to a fruitful life in the long run. Trust in the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and then he will make straight your path. Let's not naive when we read scripture on, on this, especially the Proverbs. The main theme of Proverbs is the making straight of our goal of godliness, being wise in God's eyes, fearing the Lord. But we sometimes read it, our meaning into it, and saying, if I trust God and acknowledge him, he will get rid of all the obstacles. My life will be easy. My life will be without any obstacles and problems. No one will get sick. Absolutely not. That's a not only wrong concept of Christian life, but it's a very dangerous Christian life. The prosperity gospel is is actually proposing that. Then what does it look like? If God is guiding us, whether it's a difficult time or good time, whether it's seemingly very good opportunities or you feel like you're digressing, as long as God is guiding you, in the long run, that will be most fruitful life. In biblical definition, you will be a succeeding person. Who would not want that? Thirdly, it is life-giving to our entire being. It gives refreshment to your, not only body, but to your bones. Emotionally, spiritually, and physically, you will be strengthened. You will be healthy. And lastly, it is the wisest way of living. So how would you want to live 2017? I am guessing, if not 100% of us, at least 99%, yes, Paul, no doubt about it. It's a given. I want to live a God-guided life. Let's remember these Three prescriptive guidance and wisdom from these verses. Number one, living a God-guided life requires a decisively wholehearted trust in God. Turning away from self-reliance. So basically, I want to, us to remember the meaning of it, of trusting the Lord with all your heart. And lean out on your own understanding. All your heart, what does it look like? You cannot treat God as one of many options. Today, I'll read read self-help books, and Tony Robinson will be my guide. And tomorrow, maybe scripture and God, and if it doesn't work. Today, I I am cruising along really well in my parenting, and there are many other uh, advices there. And maybe God will be my last resort. We can't do that. Decisively wholehearted. 
You know what we're saying? Lord, for 2017, I'm all in. We could do that decisively today, this morning. But every day, I will stay all in trusting you. In so doing what's necessary, there's always two things here that I'm suggesting. Turning away from self-reliance. Not leaning on our own understanding. Do not get me wrong or the scripture wrong. That doesn't mean that become anti-intellectual. Don't try to understand anything. No. Understanding what we have and your specialty is fine. But don't lean on that. Give all in. Even if your initial Radar and feelings say otherwise. Go with God. Number two, living a God-guided life requires acknowledging God as our guide in all aspects of our lives. And negatively, turning away from self-wisdom. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't think that you know it all. Even in your best expertise. Okay, this is this is I think what I mean. In all your ways acknowledge him. Really means that acknowledging God as our guide in every aspect of life. Your parenting, your finance, handling money, your leisure time, your marriage, your career, your church life. Your, your 360-degree, the God, you are my God. There's no one else. People, this requires submission and surrender. Because once again, what appears to me, uh, don't you have some other option, God? It it sounds a little too much. I don't think I could handle it. That's why it takes all in. So whenever I have counseling and and try to give biblical advice for that person or for that couple, usually the pushback is this. You don't understand. In other words, our problem, my problem, our problem is unique. And we do that to God too. You don't understand, Lord. Acknowledge God as our guide means in spite of the fact that I might not understand fully about what your will is, how your will will bring good fruits in the long run, I'll submit to you. Listen to me as a from a beggar got bread and telling you where you can get bread. I've done this, not only studying, but even how we started this church. When I resigned from that large church, it was pitch dark. I couldn't understand what's going on. And basically, it doesn't make sense for me not to look for a job, not to mention getting some Ministry opportunities for pocket money because we didn't have 
income. But God's guidance was, trust me, I will catch you. You know how this church started? In my living room, praying, without any fundraising, without any scheming, without any strategy in such a, like a leadership or management skill set requires, which I learned and it became my hobby reading that. But trusting the Lord requires us, requires us acknowledging God, you are my guide. And God guide us to here. Four years of rent free. God guide us here at the new facility we have. And then we are still being guided. Where he guides, he provides. And it could be your family, your personal life. And I will never go back the way that I used to do my life. Halfway of really trusting God, act, acting like, yes, I, I did in my own heart of hearts. But there are other things, just in case. Or maybe I am become more, much more developed in that. Number three, living a God-guided life requires cultivating an astonished, reverent respect <coughs> for the Lord. Astonished reverence is the definition of A.W. Tozer for fearing the Lord. But I am suggesting that we need to cultivate astonished. It's a relational Ah, struck. Not terror, but reverent respect for God. Negatively, we flee, run away from evil. Although that could be solution to shortcuts. Some of you have seen my Facebook post or Instagram about my brother. I don't have time for that. I'll share that story of um, really a good example of this next week. For now, I want to encourage you to remember these three things. As you live 2017, have a decisively wholeheartedly trust in God. Continually acknowledge God as your guide and cultivate awestruck, astonished, reverent respect for God. I conclude with same passage, but a modern paraphrase by Eugene Peterson. And by the way, in the beginning of our free fall, first one, two, three years, when we're starting uh, Crossway also too, this has been our verse. Kate and I held on to that. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you, will know, it, you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Oh, isn't that good? Let's pray. Father, lead us and guide us this year, not only individually, 
but corporately as the Crossway Church community. We thank you for this timely wisdom and admonition for us. In Jesus' name.